Are we rolling? We're off. Hey-o. So. All right. All right. So Kale's going to, we're going to flip the script up today. Or I guess we're going to. Flip it around. I don't know if we have anything really to bullshit beforehand today. Yeah. Not, not too, too much. Uh, but um, we're going to kind of flip the script today. Usually to a degree, you know, we'll kind of banter back and forth to a degree. And I'm kind of guiding a little bit at the top of the conversation, but. We're going to let Kale kind of guide the conversation here today. Yeah, so today we get to talk a little bit about like how Hurricane, I guess the history of Hurricane. The a origins. Bit. Yeah, kind of like from the beginning, I guess, to now. Uh, so I know we have like a lot of the newer members and maybe some members that maybe weren't here in the old gym and kind of like mm-hmm. the beginning of everything. Um, so I kind of thought that would be kind of a cool little topic for everybody to kind of hear about. The origins of Hurricane. Kind of, and kind beginnings. of like maybe how you kind of got into the Hurricane CrossFit. Yeah. Um, but I would say we'd start off just simply like how did you get into crossfit in general and then kind of go into like the actual gym portion of it so like how i got like interested and started with crossfit yeah. uh so rewind back to 2011 okay going back a little so bit. you know we're coming up on 11 years now doing over a decade now crossfit which is kind of weird to think about uh that's kind of crazy to think about yeah over a decade now yeah. um so I was, at the time, I was probably like a sophomore or a junior in college. Uh, and I always enjoyed like working out in fitness in general, mm-hmm. right? But uh, I had a, a buddy of mine who texted me, I guess, a random weekday. And was just like, hey, man, like there's stuff on ESPN right now. It's called CrossFit. He's like, it looks pretty cool. Something like I think you'd be interested in. And I think I was studying or doing something at the time. And uh, I just kind of was like, all right, I'll, I'll maybe check it out, whatever. And... And so maybe about 30, 45 minutes later, I just happened to turn on TV, see if it was still on. And it was. And at the time, it, like I saw like, you know, guys like Rich Froning and Chris Spieler and Joe Sailor, right? Crazy like, stuff. Have you ever watched like the 2011 CrossFit Games? Oh, I've, watched, I've watched every CrossFit Games. So I think that the event at the time was they were doing uh, Wet Murph. It was the one where they swim out in the ocean. They come back. They said, I don't know how far they swam in the ocean that year. And then, it's like 800 meters? I want to say maybe oh, maybe it was a little short distance, but it was an open water swim. So it was like a four or five hundred meter open water swim. They had to do like a like a half a mile run in soft sand. Uh-huh. They had the rig in the sand out in there the on sand. the beach. They did I think they did a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, and then they had a mile and a half run uh, or half a mile run, and then another like four or five hundred meter swim, swim to, to finish. finish. And uh, and then like they showed like a, at the time it wasn't like a live broadcast. They were doing like more like. Uh, you know, like a CPS and like that does now. They do like the the thirty minute clippets of it. Yeah, right? they kind of like, like sum kind of it up. They give the highlights of it yeah. to a degree, and that's kind of what they were showing. And and then they were showing. I think it was like a clean and jerk and rope climb, and they were they were showing all these events these guys were doing. And I mean, all these guys were like jacked and shredded, shredded and like super athletic. Up. And I'm like, holy shit! Like this is pretty cool, yeah. right? Like you're not. It's not just this typical. Because I mean, in my head, like you're not just going I, in there doing bench press. And yeah, because right? I me mean, at the time, at least for me, like. All I was really exposed to was either, you know, very sports specific training, like when it comes to like football or baseball or whatever it may be, or bodybuilding, right? Uh-huh. That's like, and honestly, once you get down with high school and there's really no athletic like endeavors a anymore, do, right? like that's you, bodybuilding is the only thing you really have at that point in time. So you go in and you, know, you do your bicep curls and your bench press uh-huh. and you squat and do your, you know, your treadmills. Yeah. So like that was the only things that I really had knowledge about, right? And so, and so when I saw something like this, I was, I was like, wow, like these guys look the part and they're also athletic at the same time, right? They're doing all this crazy shit and this looks like pretty cool. And so probably for about a two week period, you know, I just YouTubed a lot across it, right? Like I just kind of got interested in it. the more I YouTube it, the more I got wrapped up like, into it. In it a yeah. Bit. 
And, uh, and I still remember because so me and Terrio, Jacob Terrio at the time, uh-huh. was we were lifeguards at, at Spar, and um, when we, it was kind of like it was like in the fall of that year, right? So during so working at Spar, I mean, when the water park is closed down, you work on the indoor water park or the indoors pool, right? So it's not it's more of a laid back job during the fall. Yeah, fall. And so, you know, we were working one day and we were just sitting down kind of talking about it. And we looked up a workout, like, like a CrossFit workout, because we were like, okay, maybe we want to try this. And the workout was Filthy 50. Oh, that's your first one? That was the first one we had really – oh, it's happened to stumble upon a workout, right? It's called 50-50. And we didn't know half the movements. We probably knew about – we knew about half of them. The other half we were like, I'm not really sure what this like, is. what's a knee to elbow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what's a knee to elbow? Like, we kind of, like, stand there like – you. Bring it easier elbows. Like, like, what the fuck is that? You know, and um, and so there was probably like I said, like half the half the movements in there we didn't really know what they were, and so we just kind of made our own version of it. Um, I think we ended off like, you know, like cause we were at a typical a gym at the time, and so we got off that night. We went up to the gym. It was probably like seven eight o'clock at night that time, and uh, it ended off with like a we ended up putting in like a like a four hundred meter on the treadmill to finish. Okay. And because uh, we didn't know what like what a double under was, right? I think like double unders are in there, you know, we didn't know like, oh, what man, the hell's you're gonna be throwbacks. <laughs> like what like what is a double under? And uh and so I remember getting done with the workout and kinda like laying on the floor and I was like, what the hell was that? And um and so probably the next week was when uh we scheduled our baseline okay. at the downtown gym. Okay, so downtown. Yeah, so that was Cross Lake Charles at the, um, and so at the time, you know, Cross Lake Charles had two owners, um, and the the downtown, the currently the the south location, you know, the old box of uh-huh. Hurricane CrossFit had just opened at the time. It literally had just opened like the month prior to us going to do the baseline. But the only at the time when you scheduled out baselines, you did them at the downtown. That was the yeah. only one you knew. At yeah, the at the time, time, right? And so, uh, and we did our baseline. Uh, that day and I still remember like going over the movements and everything and still kind of the mindset like we thought we were they were so like we had to like everything was very like very meticulous and slow and like we got about half we got about halfway through the air squats and and the guy's like hey you guys need to speed up we're like oh fuck okay like (laughs) we started going from there you know and so uh so we did the first baseline there and at the time, they were running a, a special uh, for that month. It was like 30 days for $30. Okay. And if you're probably one of the OG crossers, it's probably – we had ran that special for a couple of years, like in the early on days. It was like 30 days for $30. And so your first month was just 30 bucks. And then after that, I'll see you go to the membership rate that you signed up yeah. for or whatever. And um, and so at the time, like when you initially signed up, like for the 30 days, you could go either to the south location, which is an old box, or you go to Cross Lake Charles. And you could pick and choose as to which one you want. Because at the time, they had different... You could pick and choose? Well, you could pick and choose between... But but at the the end of the 30 days, you had to pick which one you were going to go to. Okay. Right? Because they were two separate entities at the time. And um, and so... But they had different class schedules. So, like, for me, like, I was in college at the time. So, like, there were some days where I had classes all in the afternoon. So, I couldn't go in the afternoons. And so I had to go early in the mornings. Well, the South location only had morning classes on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Okay. And the downtown location had morning classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Well, on Tuesday and Thursday, I had to go in the morning. But on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, I would go in the afternoon at the other box. Okay. The South box. And so, uh, and so after the month, I ended up, you know, decided, okay, I was going to go to the South location. Um, that just worked out a little bit better for me at the time. And so I can still remember the first workout I did 
at the South location, Mark Stewart was my coach. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that workout had knee to elbows. That was the first time I was like, right. so okay, well, that's a knee to elbow. <laughs> I found was, out what that is. Yeah, it was like three rounds. It was like knee to elbow. Um, it was like hip extensions and like a run, right? Okay. Like a very old school, oh, that's you know, like CrossFit.com yeah. kind of style workout, right? It was like three rounds, like four meter run, like 30 knee to elbow, 30 hip extensions, right? And so, uh, and so that was like our, our first, I remember that's our first ever workout that we did there. And, and then we gradually just kind of like worked our way into it. And, uh, and so I just, was kind of like a normal, um, gym goer, like, you know, gym class person for about a, about a year and a half to two years close to it, roughly. So maybe. you did it for a little while, About right? a year and a half or so, probably a year and a half. And then I went and got my level one and, you know, slowly started coaching classes and whatever else. Right? Okay. Where'd you go to your level one at? My first level one, was it in Houston? Uh, yeah, I think it was in Houston. You went to Houston? I'm pretty sure it was Houston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. not too, too far. Yeah. Um, I want to say, cause, uh, I took my level two in Houston as well, but I took when I went and renewed, I had to go to New Orleans. So yeah, I don't think I've gone anywhere else. Like super my, far. Yeah, like I don't that. think I have to go on like anything. I'm, I'm trying to remember because we went to San Antonio for something, but I don't think that was for. See, mine was in Dallas. In so Dallas, I know some people went to Dallas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I did that for about a year and a half before I actually started like coaching, like actual coaching CrossFit. actual yeah. classes. Yeah. So when you started coaching, though, so you said you coached for like a year to two years after you. Three, four, what? Like before you started, like actually, like kind of like dipping your toes into like actually like wanting to own the gym and like own the actual operation. Uh, so yeah, so so you, owned it, you started owning it pretty pretty young. Yeah, so um, so at the time, it's just it's just kind of weird how things kind of play out, right? Because at the time, uh, you know, because owning a gym in general was always something that I wanted to do, even before I sort of cross it, right? It was just like so I was kind of like always been in the back of your head. Type in of general, like I. I I just always have been intrigued by, you know, health and fitness in general. And like, even in my spare time, like even as a kid in high school and in college, like, like what I did in my spare time a lot of times was going on, like literally going to like bodybuilding.com and like things of that nature, like old school is bodybuilding.com. Uh, That's not even really relevant anymore, but like, and literally just reading articles and like learning and And like, like reading magazines like that. That's what I did in my spare time. Like, and that's not usually typically normal for a kid for a that age to want to do that, right? Like to actually try to read articles and learn about that kind of stuff. But that's what I, what I want to do. And like I just was trying to absorb some information I could because it's something I like to do. And so that was always a dream of mine was to own a, a gym. Even before CrossFit, it was like just own a, you know, a typical gym. Even if it was just like an anytime fitness. Anytime fitness, whatever like that, right? right? Like that was, a, that was a dream of mine. And uh, And so after obviously – you know, a year with the CrossFit and kind of getting into coaching, obviously that dream shifted from owning a, a typical gym to more like a CrossFit style gym now. And at the time, the owner who owned it at the time, the South location, he was looking to, you know, kind of expand the location out at the time. Uh, it was kind of like obviously early stages where this building was built and whatnot. And, you know, one day he was randomly just kind of standing by it and I just, Brenda said, hey, like, if you ever want a business partner, I'd really be interested at the time. But me at the time, I was only, like, 22 years 22, old. 22, you know? And so... Uh, Did you have your degree at that point? No, I was not. No, you were still in college. I was still in school at the time. And, uh, and so, fast forward probably about six months, 
Rothley, uh, he comes up to me and says, Hey, you know, are you still, interested? are you still interested? And I was like, well, fuck yeah, I'm still interested. <laughs> and, uh, and so sure enough, you know, you kind of, you know, fast forward down a little bit and, uh, the building itself was not built at the time. Uh, well, there's people was, that don't know, like hurricane was also on easy street. Yeah, so like, the old was, location is like you run the just a little bit further down the road. It is literally on your left. Over yeah, there. so like currently it's a daycare now. Yeah. Um, it's a building that faces actually towards the street. and So half of it's a construction office, the other half is now a daycare. Uh, and so that, so literally it's like half the size of what we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of like the beginning stages of, it wasn't even Hurricane CrossFit at the time. It was Cross Lake Charles South. South, okay. South, and then those, because like I said, they had two business owners for Cross Lake Charles, and then about a year or so later, those two business partners ended up splitting. Um, so then he changed the name. That's when it became Hurricane Cross at the time. And so, uh, and then like I said, then I became, it was technically a 4951 at the time. Uh, CR split two ways, right? Yeah, and so I, I bought in. Um, this was before I graduated college. This was October of 2013. Okay. And so then I grad. So I still wasn't graduated college at the time. You didn't still, graduate. You I was graduated? still not graduated yet. What? So October 2013 is when I bought in, and then December of 2013 is when I graduated college. Okay. And so. Uh, so is that kind of? I'm assuming that's that was a pretty chaotic like two three months right there. Oh yeah, I mean I remember even having a conversation with him, like saying like, hey, I know um technically a half, like pretty close to a half business owner now. Like, but I still have to, I only have two months left of school. Yeah. I'm like for these next two months, I don't really know how much I can really help. And he was understanding at the time and whatnot. And, um, but I still remember finishing my last final and, you know, usually most people, you know, they finish college, like, you know, it's usually celebrate. Like parties yeah. like that. Like I remember literally graduating or getting done with my last final and going directly to the gym and going to the office and doing office work. Really? Yeah. That's my last final. <laughs> And, uh, and so like I said, at the time this building was being built, construction was going on on it. And then we moved into this building in April of 2014. 2014. So, uh, this April marked eight years in this building. Okay. So like when you got into it, was that kind of your idea to expand out to this building or did y'all kind of like think about that together? Uh, it's a little bit of both, right? He'd already kind of started the process, right? And then as I kind of came in, the input was also included into it, but uh, he kind of started the process of the building, right? And I kind of came in and finalized it to, okay. to agree with him, so to speak. With him? Yeah. And then, uh, and then about a year later, then I bought his half out and became full owner. About a year later, so uh, so I think it was like in the fall of that year. So it was about a year and a half. Um, of like y'all two share? And then yeah, and then about a year and a half later, I bought out his half. Um about a year and a half later, like I said. So that was like in the fall of 2015. Okay. So like while all that's going on, you're also like trying to do like compete in CrossFit, right? Yeah. Like so is I'll that say, around the time you also kind of started to get really deep into the, the well, competition side of everything? So like if you're kind of going, so we're kind of shifting gears to like the competitive, like when I started doing competitive. When I first started doing CrossFit, my, I don't really remember that being like the thing that I like was like, okay, I want to compete. It was just kind of stuff like, okay, so seeing people compete at it was like, okay, cool. That's what got me into it, right? Just because of the fact that I like the way, hey, these guys look the part, like they look aesthetically appealing. And they look athletic. And they look athletic. Good. And they, and they, yeah, and they look like they can do anything and everything underneath the sun, so to speak. And so that was just what I wanted to be able to do, right? I had no expir- aspirations of like, 
hey, I want to compete in the sport of CrossFit. It was just like, I just like the methodology and how these guys look, so to speak, and, and the athleticism, what they're bringing. And so the CrossFit Open was, so like I started in the fall of 2011, and then the, the Open came around in February, okay. right? And so, uh, so signed up for the Open just, you know, as a kind just of thing to do. Fun, right? And happened to qualify for regionals. Oh, really? Yeah, for that year. You're lucky. <laughs> well, like after like the third workout, you know, you kind of see where you are on the leaderboard and you kind of at the time, I think it was like top 60 in your region moved on to regionals. And I, I was like, and so I was like in the shots. 40 region, I was like, well, fuck, like I can maybe make regionals. The yeah. Time, right. And so I didn't, I didn't have any aspirations to compete. I just happened to stumble into regionals at the time. And so ended up qualifying and, uh, and then we kind of trained, kind of got a little bit more in the Capetto aspect, like leading into regionals, right? And then, so you kind of get a little taste of that, right? And then that obviously motivates you to, yeah, like, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I can do a little better if I, you know, train a little harder. And, and that's individual, right? So that was individual, individual at the time. Yeah. And so, uh, so that was like my first, my first ever CrossFit competition was regionals in 2012. Okay. And then, um, and then, yeah, so then at the time, like when we became business owner, I was still very heavily into the Capetto side of okay. CrossFit and whatnot. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Um, so you said you did individual, and then from individual, you did individual for what, two or three years? So did individual for 12, 13, and 14 at regionals, so three years at there, and then we did three years at regionals as a team. Okay, and so like when you were doing individuals, so like y'all had a good little team though, like it was like you, it was like Mark, right? Um, and then was there another person that y'all, it was Jacob into it at that time? For individual? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he did yeah. individual also. So, um, so Jacob for the first two years at individual for us, and then uh, and my last year, in 2014 doing it individually uh he kind of that year had kind of taken some time off from, from competing whatever else so he didn't qualify that year so me and mark went in 2014 both individually and like i said the next year in 2015 is when we decided we were going to do team stuff okay and for people that don't know you were pretty close to qualifying for the game right? we're gonna have to bring that <laughs> you're gonna up. bring up the to, old dagger we story, have to right? bring the dagger story yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the main uh part. yeah so Daddy? yes carter <laughs> Uh, so we were one point. I, I, I was one point away from qualifying for the CrossFit Games in twenty. One point, and that was what twenty fourteen. That was twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. One point. Okay. Yeah. And so I feel like because all everybody, a bunch of people in the afternoon also ask about like you and competing and stuff, and so like if I'm ever gonna compete again. Well, not, well, not necessarily that, but like if you ever, they always see the signs and they're like, hey, did they ever make it to the games? And yeah. I was like, you always say like he was literally one point away from qualifying that year. Yeah. Um, and so that was always pretty cool for them. Yeah. To kind of know right there. But the thing is, like, it's weird because at the time I don't remember really being that upset about it to be honest. Really? Because I didn't. Because even you can ask Mark this question um, or ask him about this. I still remember so you know, because the workouts. At the time, I mean, obviously, I hope for not getting because we're for people listening to this at the time, like regionals was you know, so you had to qualify past a certain stage after the open, just like you do now. Mm-hmm. And you had regionals, which every and regionals were roughly three or four weekends long at different locations throughout. Like our regional was like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Okay, right? it was like our region at the time, and so uh, and so you had certain weekends your regional would go. And but like probably about two weeks before the first regional, they would just push out all the workouts. Right here's the six workouts you're gonna be doing. At and you got to like test them. And you got to test them, right? Them, right? Yeah. So, so the workouts came out. I remember you know because me and Mark had qualified that year, so we did a lot of the workouts together. And I remember the workouts coming out. I was like, 
damn, all these workouts suck for me. Really? Like, yes. Like, it's um, like this, I, you were not looking forward yeah. to going to this competition. Like, I remember we literally tested like a workout because um, they had like a bunch of handstand push-ups and then burpees and like, like which is not my forte. And, uh, and neither is Mark's. And we got done with the workout. I remember just sitting down on the floor and I was like, dude, I'd be happy to make top half this year. Like, top half of the, okay. of the people. And he's like, yeah, me too. Like, I'd be happy to do that. So y'all were not expecting to do so that. So I wouldn't expect to do very well at all. And, um, and so at the end of the weekend, you know, finishing only one spot out by one point, I don't remember really being disappointed. It was like kind of the things like, oh man, it kind of sucks I didn't qualify. Like the only one people point away like really sucks but also like i didn't really expect to do this well at all either so that's kind of like a mindset thing so like, it was kind of like went a, in thinking yeah. like yeah i'm not gonna do that yeah well. so it was kind of a weird situation where i was like i was i was happy with how the weekend went but also like there was also that little piece of just like damn like i was only one point away one point away you know okay. and so it's always something like you know now you kind of look at it even further now like you you know fast forward all these years later and you're like like damn that would have been at least i had that underneath your belt like saying like hey i like, made positive games at that one time definitely is this one thing is like always going to kind of like like damn it like it would have been cool to do that but also it's still cool to say like hey you're that close as well yeah absolutely it's, it's still both goes both ways um okay so like you like said you were pretty close to an individual and then after that y'all went to team right and so mm-hmm. that's when is that when like danielle and michelle and all everybody kind of got involved right there also yeah so the first year was 2015 with team uh that was with meg and danielle michelle meg, danielle. okay uh, me mark and and jacob at the time uh, but y'all had gotten pretty close team. So we got too, close though. that year too. So that was a year they kind of, so we went from like a regional, they call it like a super regional okay. to where they basically condensed the regionals down to like, like four or five big regionals. Right. So now our region, our super regional was now like the three that we had, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, but also it was like Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, like Nevada, like Nevada. Nevada. Like, so now you had basically majority of the South area of the United States was now like your super regional, right? right? Yeah. And so, also, you had a lot more competition to go against at one point in time to go on the next stage. And so, but that was the first year we went team. Um, and you had to place top five to move on, and we got seventh. That seventh? Year. Yeah, so okay, we had two so spots out. I think, and to kind of think, think, I think for that year, I have to go back and double check it, but, um, you know, so you had to place top five. I think we were like, even though we got seventh, I think we were. Like only like six points out. Oh, really? Like it's super close. Super close. That's like like between fifth, sixth, and right? seventh, right? That was all like super close. And we had made a lot of little mistakes. Like that was because that was our first year doing team. We had mm-hmm. made a lot of mistakes that knowing now, like, like honestly, you to go back. You yeah, fine you, you could you could fine tune it a lot better. But um, we had no us really had a whole lot of team experience, so we didn't really know, you know, what you didn't know at the time. And so, um, but yeah, we were. I'm still pretty close at that time. Okay. Yeah. And so like, y'all rock and roll. Y'all did 24 or 2015, 2016, yeah. 2017. Yeah. yeah. 2017 was the last year though, right? 2017 was last year. Yeah. Last year. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And that was with, that was when they switched y'all's members up too, right? Like y'all's team time or team total. What do you mean? So like y'all started off with four, right? So you had four. No, it's always six. It's always six. So you got so six the whole way. It was six. And then in 2018, the last, so the, the next year that we didn't compete is when they went to four. They went to four that year? Yeah. It okay. was six. It was three guys, three girls. And then 2018, they switched it they to, went to two, two, guys, two? Two, two guys, two girls. Okay, cool. Yeah. And so did you have a preference, individual or team? Uh, I mean, team was definitely a lot more fun. Like you um, had more, you enjoyed it a little You can enjoy the process a lot more. Um, even the process and of training and process of like competing is definitely a lot more fun. Um Competing as an individual is way more stressful, um, but I will say that it has a lot more fulfillment at the end of it. 
Like because when you do well. When you do well, obviously, yeah. right? There's still fulfillment when you do well as a team as mm-hmm. well, but it's a, it, it's it's a different shoulders, right? it's a different feeling when you are individually going out on the floor competing and you're the only one like responsible for everything that's happening. And so when it's all said and done, like let's say you do well, right? Like that's a it's a pretty accomplishing feeling to say, okay, like that was all me. Yeah. You know, so to speak, like I did that. Like I put the work in and like I went on the, the floor time. and I did I did what I was supposed to do in the name and it all paid off. So I would say definitely on the the way of feeling accomplished, it definitely is more on the individual side. You feel more accomplished than the team side. The team is more fun for sure. But you got more like I guess you had more fun and like oh, that yeah. kind of kept you going in uh-huh. team, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Team was a lot more fun. Okay. And so after 2017, okay, you kind of like transferred into more of like a, like the coaching side of stuff, right? Uh, what do you mean? So like once, so really the main reason why I, you know, after 2017, so technically my last competition I've ever done was the, was raging of 2017. So raging of 2017? Because regionals was like in May, late May, early you June. You and did that, right? Yeah. And so then raging was usually like in October, November. Okay. Uh, that was actually my, my first competition. Oh, it was your first Rage ever competition? Really? Yeah. And so me and Jake did the competition that year um, at Ragin. And then uh, that was my last competition I've ever done since then. Uh, but we had just had Carter in August of that year. August of so that year? I think Ragin was like October, November, right? And so Carter had been more like in August. And so uh, and so just like honestly coming like become a father and whatnot, like those were things kind of like a little bit Kind of switch your mind. Kind of switch a little bit, right? Like, you know, in, in, in general, like also other, other t- people on the team at the time, like, you know, everybody was kind of transitioning to different phases in their life. And so it was just kind of like, at the time, it wasn't like I was like, I'm done. It wasn't like I was like, okay, I'm done competing. It was just like a, this is a little bit of like a, a transition period to where it was just like, it just wasn't like having your first super day. high on the priority yeah. list anymore, right? Like now you have this other person that's, very rely on you, right? And like, you know, and then also your spouse is more rely on you for being home more and like helping out more and things like that, right? So your time becomes a lot more limited. And so it just didn't Makes fit as high on the priority list, right? And um, it, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, you, at the time, you know, where you are in relation to the sport, like you're doing decently well in the sport itself. And, but, you know, and like, it's like, okay, well, do you still want to compete in a sport and still not be able to, put as much time and energy into it and maybe possibly regress. It's like, once you've kind of been there, you don't want to see the regression like, at the time. You, exactly. So like, you're pretty much saying like, once you get to that level, like you're not going to compete if you're not at that level, right? Yeah. If you're like, okay, well, if I can't compete at that level anymore, then like, it's just not something that's interesting to me yeah. anymore. Right. It's not that, you know, to each their own as it is what it is, but like, you know, For it's just, you, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like saying like somebody who's probably in. That's like saying you know, Kobe Bryant's gonna go play you for fun on the basketball court. Like, well, he's just like, all right, I'm gonna go play in the Europe League yeah, or something like, like that, no. right? Like, it's not, it's not as exciting exactly. for him anymore. Right? It's not as a, a driving factor, and so it was just like, it's not something that it's if I, I'm not able to put as much energy and time into it, and and it's just like being realistic to yourself. Okay, if I can't put as much time and energy into it, that I know that I have to to compete at this level. You know, then it doesn't really interest me to, in competing anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like it was like something that was like a sad thing to do or like a thing that was like, oh shoot, I gotta do this. Like it was like, no, it's just like it's just a priority thing, right? Yeah. Like I'm still working out a lot. I'm still still doing a lot of things, right? Still it's doing just, what you love. It's still I still do what I love, right? And like it just doesn't it's not as high on the priority list currently, and so. It was like it wasn't like I was like I'm not competing. It was just like I'm just not competing currently, right? And then you know as time progresses, you know those, 
you know, desires to compete in that fire in your belly just doesn't really go, like, it just doesn't really drive you anymore to do that. And so just, I just, I was having competed since then. So okay. at that point in time. Well, that's pretty cool. Actually, yeah. I remember the, that raging that you were talking about right now. I remember seeing you and Jacob. Were you still at CSC at the time? I was still at CSC. Okay. Um, but I remember watching y'all sprint. I want to say there was like a skier at the end. And so like you and yeah. Jacob sprinting. And then I want to say it was like Chris Gass and whoever his partner was. It was Nick there. Reese at the time. And y'all were literally like neck and neck. I want to, if yeah. I remember correctly, he's like, y'all were pretty dang close, right? That was when Jacob had his back messed up. And, uh, cause I remember him doing, I wanted to do single like arm dumbbell thrusters. We had to do single arm dumbbell thrusters. Yes, that's what it was. And his back was, at the time he had like something going off his back. And he could barely get to, cause it was like a, it was like a 70 pound single arm dumbbell thruster. And his back was like all janky at the time. And, uh, and so he was having a hard time getting through the thrusters. And so I remember having to take up more room for that workout because it's just physically it's like my back's just like I can't hardly get through these these reps. And so I just I mean when you're in a competition, right? Like you don't. It's not about like sharing reps. It's about like it's about, like, winning. It's about yeah. winning at yeah. the time, right? And so uh, I remember that particular. I remember that one in particular because I was I remember him hurting so bad in that workout. Like his back was killing him. And uh, I remember we we're pretty close to that team and like having to like. like I remember watching y'all from the stands, and so I'm sitting there with, I think, I want to say Meg, because she was kind of like the person that would always bring me to like places like that. I remember driving up there with them, uh, but I remember you hopping up on the pull-up bar. I want to say you had a chest bar, uh-huh. and I literally yeah. don't think you came off the pull-up bar. I remember watching, and I'm like, yeah, I remember doing is like- he going to do like all 40 or 50 or whatever the reps was? And yeah. you just stayed up there, and then all of a sudden you hopped off, and then I see Jacob start watching. And yeah. so I remember that. that was pretty cool to like watch and see and everything. Um, I guess kind of get back on topic a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so once you kind of got done with competing, you kind of like transferred into like the coach and the ownership role, a pretty good amount, right? Yeah, well, obviously I was coaching and, and was a gym owner at the time, uh-huh. right? And um, so what was that switch like? I guess like, do you regret anything? Do you do you like? Is that something that you, like, you look back and like, like I, do, I wish I wouldn't have done that, or like like what do you mean? Yeah. Like wish I wouldn't competed, or wish I competed longer, kind of deal? Yeah, kind of that kind of deal. Uh. Now, I wouldn't say it's kind of like you t- you put things in pers- in perspective, right? Like, um, I would be lying there. It wasn't like a, a small piece. Of like, okay, I wish. I wonder if I'd have gone like individually longer, would, mm-hmm. how that would have played out, right? Like, there's always if stands, right? But also, if I'd have gone individually, and not done that well, I'm like, man, if I'd have gone team, how would that have gone? Yeah, right. Like, you can always bring in one other way. Yeah, because you can go either way with that, right? One, um, and so. Or like competing like longer, like going and competing in 2018 and 2019 and 2020. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily have like any regrets like competing longer per se. Uh, like I said, because it's like it, the, it was kind of like more of a, a priority shift in my life at the time. Uh, and, you know, when I was competing like very heavily in the CrossFit, right? Like, because um, there's only so much time you can devote in a day to certain mm-hmm. things and uh, you know, at the time I had a little bit more. That's also around the time, like the gym, y'all's gym kind of started to grow, right? Like yeah. 17 was kind of like, I feel like was a big year. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's always kind of like that the one thing, like it's always, you know, cross has obviously had a lot of transformation throughout the years and whatnot. And, um, you know, I wasn't, I mean, looking back, back on it when became like a business owner, right? Like it, I really don't, you're kind of looking back on it now, it really isn't really like a, a business owner. It was more like, hey, um, like it was very much like 
coaching and competing as an athlete at the time and, you know, doing a little bit of work on the back end, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Uh, but as a business owner, really wasn't a whole lot of like business to owner stuff so going so, on at the time. Well, that's what I'm kind of thinking. I'm like, I'm like thinking about you now as your business owner now, and yeah. kind of like everything that you do for this gym. And then now maybe looking back like seven years and saying like, what was the difference between me now and me then? Well, like the, it's just the way you, the scope of what you look through things, right? Like you just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, so at the time, I mean, it was just very much like, you know, I was very much still very devoted, like trying to be a very good CrossFit athlete at the time. And, you know, my passion, like very much passionate of like coaching CrossFit and, like, uh-huh. and preaching the word of CrossFit, right? Like that was like the two main things. So that was your main time. thing. Like coaching was like your way of like really getting into it and then also like having that competition. Yeah, because you're super passionate at the time, right? And like, and, and coaching was a way to get that passion out to other people, right? And then also you're very passionate about CrossFit itself, like being better at CrossFit, right? So those are like the two driving factors of, you know, at the time, um, which, you know, carries you a little ways yeah, without about it, right? That's, you know, you have to be I mean, very passionate. You have to be passionate about something. Yeah, like especially call, if you're right? going to be a business owner, right? You yeah. have to truly love what you're doing or it's not going to be very successful. Um, and so, like I said, like looking back on it now, there wasn't a whole lot of like, you still know what you don't know. So, you know, very much of like, hey, I'm just going to be a really good coach and be a good CrossFit athlete, right? And everything else is kind of take care of itself. And and there is a small slither of truth, and there's still some truth to that to, to this day, right? Like, you still have to be a great coach like that for your business to still be thriving and, and you know, like make you run away, right? right? Like, you have to be a good coach to do that, right? Then you have to be passionate when you still be provide a good product. Um, but also at the same time, it's like it's it's not the field of dreams, build it and they will come also, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's definitely things on the back end as a business owner for the business to keep thriving right. and like surviving and growing that has to be done that that has to be done that you can't do on the floor. Yeah. Right? So if you're out there coaching five, six, seven classes a day and nobody's behind the computer making the engine run, like Greasing up the gears, like then, stuck, right? then the business is going to have a hard time breaking through different plateaus and whatnot, right? And so it was really a transition, like from like 2017 ish and on, was more like transitioning out of like, hey, like being the CrossFit athlete and being like, like the coach that coaches like most of the classes, uh-huh. right? To transitioning to being like more of a business owner, yeah. so to speak, was kind of like a big transition over the past like five years or so. It was like slowly like transitioning to where obviously like bringing in guys like you and like bringing the staff and like training up that staff and, and feeling comfortable enough to where, you know, and also having a family like- Now you can go home. Now I can go home and be with my family and in the gym being a financial situation to where it's not on a month to month basis like if you're gonna be able to pay your bills yeah. and things like that, you know? Um, because when you're, you know, you're you know, 22, 23, 24 years old, you know, if you, as long as you bring home a little bit of a couple hundred bucks a, a week, you know, or a couple a month, you're, you're cool with you're that. You're okay right? with like, that, right? I was already poor at the time. Like, I still remember having a conversation with Kaylee, you know, like, do you think that's the right move to become half a business owner? And she was like, Cody, me at the time, you know, we're in college, we're poor as it is. Uh-huh. And if it doesn't work out, we'll just stay, stay poor. poor. <laughs> you know, like it's, we're already poor, so what's, what's it? What's the risk right and there? It, and it's true. Like, it, I'm glad we had to – because, I mean, you can't go and unring that bell where 
you know, it's very hard. Like you, if I never would have done that and pulled that trigger on that. And now where we are with three kids being, you know, 32 now, you made that to say, exactly. Like you don't take those risks anymore. Like if I had taken a job, like as a, somebody made to graduate in my field in, in college and just taking a job in that field and making, you know, a good salary at the time and, and providing for the family, like, It'd be really hard to like quit a job. To quit that and go try to start a whole new business. Yeah, exactly, right? And so, um, because I mean, there was plenty of times when I was like, as a young business owner, right? Like, I was only making a couple hundred bucks a week, like at at best, right? Like, and at the time that was okay for me, you know? And, you know, there was times where they'd be like, holy shit, like, I don't know if I can pay these bills, you know, this month because, you know, you're just, you're not, like a foot. you're not, you're not, because you're not being a business owner, right? You're just being a person inside the business. You're working inside the business, not working on the business, so to speak. And, and so it wasn't until like you start getting a little closer, like now you have another mouth in the family that relies on you to be, you know, here with them and also, you know, put food on the, on the, on the table and like, you know, provide for them. Like, okay, well, this job has to come a lot more serious now and I have to be able to provide for my family, you know, in the process of doing that. And so, uh, and so it's, it's, it's been like a transition, like I said, over the five years of, of being more of a business owner. Right. And, uh, and that, and that comes with changes and shifts and things like that. And I can't be out on the floor coaching classes, you know, five, six times a day, like I was back in the day, because of the fact that, you know, somebody has to be making doing sure that, that business is going the right direction and doing other things that, you know, that would take away if I was coaching otherwise, right? Like, and I still like to coach here and there, and I, you know, still coach some classes every single week. I still coach, you know, anywhere from about, you know, five or six classes a week, mm-hmm. you know, roughly. Um, and it's still something I still like to do and still be part of the community and, you know, interact with people and talk with people and things like that. I still think that's very, very so important. Kind of that you know, to still, to still do that. I think that's still very important. But, you know, because I still remember there was a, it was a very, very, very tough, um, transition for me mentally to get over letting go of classes um really that was hard oh that was a very very tough thing for me to do what like, do you mean like, like, like stop coaching as much yeah like coaching like so for instance early on days i would coach at least every class at least once a week every single class like, wait, at least one time every like every class time i would make sure i coached every single class at least once a week so like I would coach at least six o'clock class at least once a week, four forty five at least once a week. It didn't matter what class it was, I was coaching at least once a week in that particular class. Um, and so it was a very tough transition for me to uh, when, you know, it was more like, okay, well, I had to put things in perspective and like, you know, I have this child at home that I wanna be with and like have a growing family, things like that. And like I don't I like I wanna be home with them. Uh, like you don't want to get home at eight o'clock, right? Yeah, I don't want to be home at eight eight thirty at night every single night, like that was doing in the past, and then get up again at four in the morning and come back up to the gym. Uh, and so, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, well, that means you're probably not going to be coaching five and six o'clock classes anymore, five p.m. six p.m. classes. And so that was, I remember, like when I first initially was like, okay, I'm, I'm not, I have to quit coaching those classes I'm gonna, if I'm going to be home at a decent time. And um, and so I remember. Letting go of those classes, right? And then you get those people who are like, oh man, never see you anymore, stuff like yeah. that. And like you kind of start losing those relationships to a degree with those people and those members, right? And it's it's one of those things like you fear them like leaving the gym and the cancellations and things like that because you're not there, right? That's just the fears that kind of come into your head because of it, right? Uh, 
but you start to slowly learn like that's not how it necessarily goes down. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so you, and that was kind of a gradual process of letting, letting that go and being okay with that. Right. Like, well, you know, for this to happen, right. These things help, you're going to have to like let those things. Right. And you have to be trusting in other people to be able to take care. And I'm sure of, that's super tough. Especially yeah. like, like you're saying, like you're coaching every class, like, like you have, it's all you. And then like, you're having to well, trust more people to do what you hope they do. Yeah. Right? Like, like, cause I mean, it's, it's, it's your business, right? Like, <laughs> cause at the end of the day, you know, if the, if the business fails, you know, then, then that person can just like go get a job next week or two weeks down the road and go do a different job. Right. Like, you know, but you as the business owner, you get stuck in foot and all you're the bills dead, and things right? like that. You're the, you're the person take going down with the ship. And, uh, it's very unnerving, especially when you're a kid that age, right? Where, you know, this is all your life savings, everything that you have is into this business, right? Like there is no plan B, um, to put your trust in other people to say, Hey, like, I, I, I need you to help me here. And I need, I'm putting my trust in you that you're going to take care of these people that where, you know, they're happy with the project we're putting on the floor, and that we're running a service that, you know, if I'm here or not here is the exact same, mm-hmm. right? And that's, and that's a very uh, tough thing to be, a, like, trusting with people to do that, right? And, um, and so that was, that was a hard thing for me to, uh, to let go, right? And that, and that took me, you know, years to really feel comfortable with that and, and, and be okay with that, right? And that, you know, obviously hiring you has been one of the best things I've ever done as a, as a business owner, right? Because when I leave here, I don't have to second guess how things are going, mm-hmm. right? I know how they're going. Like I know they're still be running smooth and efficiently and whatnot. Uh, by the time I didn't, I didn't really have that, that comfortable feeling with anybody to feel like, okay, like this is, I'm like, if I leave, I don't, if I don't go to these classes anymore, then, you know, it's going to be okay. Like, this like, is it's, die, it's, like, it's always, yeah, there's always a thought in my mind, like, like, you know, if I quit doing X, Y, and Z, then, you know, quit coaching certain classes, then, you know, nobody else can do it the way I can do it. So, you know, people aren't going to be happy with the product anymore and they're going to leave and the business will fail, so to speak. Um, and so uh, that was that was a really tough transition, but there was enough transition that I had to do if I wanted to, you know, be more of a business owner and like, you know, if I'm, like I said, working on the floor, then I can't do those things yeah. that I need to be doing for the business to keep growing because only there's only so much things I can do to allocate time and also be home with the family and things like that. And that's, that's a tough balance to kind of fall into, you know? So that, and that took a process to do that. Well, I'd say that's a pretty dang cool little story right there. So that, um, it's, it's been a transition for the last five years. And it's always, a, there's, and there's always that work life balance of like, as a business owner of, you know, what's, cause like you don't want to try the best way to put this. Like, cause you obviously it's, you know, owning your own business, eats up a lot of your time and like even when you're at home like you're still, still something think, you, know, you still, always say that you you're still thinking that. about stuff with the business and, and whatnot like so it's not like something you completely separate from uh are you still working with things on the business even when you're home and that uh, part cracks me up because like it'll be like saturday or sunday and like cody will send me a message be talking about like how to change the gym or something yeah. it's like it's super cool and so uh but i mean also you have to have that if you, if you really want to be successful but uh and, and there's still times where i'm like am i at the gym enough or my, you know, or there's times where, you know, I'm at home, like, or am I home enough, you know? And so it's, it's a, it's a weird balance of like saying like, you know, where is that balance of like, you know, fast forward 40 years down the road. I don't want my kids to say, well, dad was never home because he was always at the gym working, but at the same time, 
you know, you I, I also had to be here and like, I don't want the, you know, if we, you know, five, 10 years down the road and the business were to fail, like, well, just put more time and energy into it and been more successful, whatever it may be. Right. And so the, it, it, there's a balance and like, I don't, and I always find that balance is always a tough part. Well, right? I imagine that's the hardest balance to have, right? Like, like you're trying to balance your family life, you're trying to balance the gym life, and you're also trying to like, also you are trying to like do stuff for yourself, right? And yeah. so you're literally going three different ways right there. Yeah, and so it's it's always, and then I think that's with anybody, right? It's not like it's just exclusively to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's with life in general. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always, and anybody who owns their own business knows what I mean by where you're never really completely separated from it. But, uh, but no, it's in, like I said, it's been a transition because like, as you develop a family and things like that, right, your, your priorities, you know, change and shift. And, and that was one of the main things as to why obviously there's only so many balls you can juggle and, you know, the competition ball had to, had to right. drop, so to speak, if I wanted to, you know, take care of other things in my life to, to, you know, to do that. Right. Cause that requires so much time and energy for me to compete at a certain level. And I was okay. Well, if I can't compete at a certain level, then there's no point in me doing that competitive thing anymore. Right. So to speak. Well, that's pretty cool. I definitely think that the members here can definitely attest to like how great of a job that you have done with the gym and everything that you have done for us and the gym here. Um, so I definitely think people can see the hard work that you've put in over the past couple of years and, and really see like the benefits that it's reaping, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I appreciate it. It's just, and it's always something like, you know, and you it's, probably it's, it's a work in progress. You're working that like you probably think that you could be doing more, but on our end, it's like yeah, it's always a work so in progress, work, right? right? Like you're on, you're your own critic, critic, so to speak. Like there's always things that because I mean, I see it's sometimes like it is. I gotta tell people like when they're, I think it's with anybody, right? Like the same thing with people like on their fitness journey where they get super upset with themselves at the time, but if you look back, you know, five ten years ago when they first started, like it's night and day difference, yeah. right? And you see all the progress they made and. You know, you have to have times where you pause for a minute and say, okay, look at the transition that's happened like you have to take a over step that time frame, right? You but know, there's also right? that that other part of you that's like, okay, well, there's all this of this work that needs to be done, and <laughs> in the process, you're like that that feeling proud moment goes away, you know, and because they're like, there's so many more things that you want to do and like accomplish and 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 for your business to be and whatnot, uh, and so, but no, it's definitely been a, a transition phase, like I said, not, there's definitely more work that has to be done by any means, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, uh, I feel like we've, we've, we've hit a good stride with the gym. Like when we, like there's always things to improve upon. Right. And, uh, but that'll just come with time, obviously. And the more we learn and whatnot, the more we'll shift and, and things like that and, and keep trying to improve the product and the, you know, the customer service that we provide and whatever else and, and try to make it a more appealing place to be and, and like make sure every time everybody leaves here, they're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Right now, Cause you know, it's not, it's not about, it's not just you know, about the workout, right? Well, it's not about just, you know, it's kind of what it feels like it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always constantly trying to improve the, the experience of what's going on, you know, trying to make the, the product on the floor better, trying to make the workouts better, things that, you know, and, and trying to find what things people enjoy. And, and that's always been like a, a thing is like, you know, where, where is the shifting to go to where, you know, people are still really enjoying the process, they're enjoying the workouts, they're enjoying how the class structure is, they're enjoying other things, keep people interested and whatnot, like, and, and, and keep people loving what we're providing, right? And we keep providing help and, and, and service, things like that, because it's all, you know, coming back to the beginning of, like, it's like preaching the thing of CrossFit, right? And, like, in my eyes, you know, CrossFit is such a, an amazing thing for people to get into. And, you know, still using that as the light to guide you, you know, to the goal that you want. Um, 
and not being so, because sometimes you can lose your way on that, right? And uh, get kind of off track from like other, other objects. And it's like, still using that as the guiding principle of, you know, preaching the word of CrossFit and like how the benefits of CrossFit can completely transform your life and uh, your mindset and your, and your, and everything about it. And uh, I mean, we've had people here, you know, that started with me back in the day, like mm-hmm. when I first started doing CrossFit, really right? 10 like years to over 10 years now, right? Like you still got, I, like, I, so the first time this yeah. year, so I was going through the anniversary cards and this was the first time that I've seen a, I want to say it was 11, 11, it was 11 years. Who was it? First time. I don't remember the name. Uh, I mean, I could go back and look and see the name, but that was the first time I had like wrote 11 years. Oh, look, it reminds me right here. Uh, Mr. Greg. Was it Greg? This is Greg. Okay, yeah. Mr. Greg. This is Greg, and there's a bunch of tens too. Like you, mean, yeah. you have like Chris Jones, you have Michelle Gaspar, Shelly, yeah. Paul Bird, all these Paul Bird, like all those like guys. Like years. they all started when I started, started right? A long time. It's it's crazy to think of somebody being with your business for a decade at this point in time, right? That's a pretty. But that's gonna feel really good. Yeah, too, though, that's right? an awesome thing, right? Like there's not like they stuck with you for 10 over a decade, years, right? Right. That's a, and that's a. That's and a not pretty just, like, amazing thing. Stuck with you and was a member, and like you paid your membership. Like mm-hmm. people that like show up day. Yeah, they've day been here forever, and like week, right? they still continue to show up and and whatnot. And like that's that's an amazing thing, right? And that's what it's all about, right? There is things like that, is um, you know, because now that's that's something that's with them forever, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a continuous on process, right? And that's all you can ask for. Like I can understand, like you know, it's not for everybody, right? But um, but to see people, you know. A decade into it now to see what you've actually done for other people it's yeah cool. it's, it's a pretty cool thing to see right and um like you're not just doing it yeah for the money like this is also something that like makes you feel good right well yeah it's not i mean it's obviously to agree like obviously you your family right and it's a business right but at the same time if you get so focused on on like the money side of things right then you're never going to help anybody mm-hmm. out right the more the more you can think about the giving of things and like providing you know and helping, providing, you know, help for people, the money will be a byproduct yeah. of that, right? Like you have to be, you know, generally, you have to be generally in it for people to improve their lifetime. Like, and people can see through that shit, right? Like people can see if you're someone who's just trying oh, to sell sure. some bullshit. And Absolutely. like, you're just like, you're this guy here for my fucking money. You're not here to really help me. Right? Yeah, you're here for the check. You're here to, you know, get my money and, and there's bulk, right? There's definitely 1,000 difference. Like there is a huge difference, right? And, there, and, there's, a, and there's also a difference between being the guy who is... You know, and that and that and that was a fine line for me as well as like knowing where that balance of is is being like very providing and helping and like letting uh, like giving people all the information they need to achieve their goals, but also understanding like okay this is a business as well and like I have to be able to live and provide for my family as well and like I mean, no, it is a business day, right it is a business like you, it is a business you have so to think about it. so there so learning where that balance is is, is was a, a really weird transition for me. Um, but also like knowing your worth as a person, like, Hey, like I've developed all this wealth and knowledge or sorry, all this knowledge over these years. Right. Not, you know, it's, it's worth something. Right. And I want to help you and stuff like that. And like in the process of me providing all these things, you do have to be, you know, compensated for that, you know? Um, but at the, at the same time, like if you, if you go in it with strictly just for the purpose of making money, then you're never going to make yeah, any money and doing it right. So I, like you still have to use the guiding principle of, still helping first is always going to be the main guiding principle. And then, you know, after that, like you'll be wealthy from doing that. Right. But you still also be a, a smart business person as well to, to still provide for your family. 
I think that's pretty cool. So, but hopefully I didn't ramble on too long. Well, I think yeah. I think this is gonna be a cool one. Hopefully, I think people are gonna get some good stuff out of this. Yeah. So, so well, cool. Do anything else you want to ask? Are you? I was about to say that. I was supposed to be my line today, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I don't think so, man. So, all right. Well, cool. Do guys. Talk to you guys next time. Peace, love, pasta.